Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast for our broadcast for July 25th, 2022, with your co-hosts, Alpha and Bravo. Bravo, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you today? Doing great. Hey, it's been uh, it's cooling off a little bit, but not enough for fall yet. So we're still in summer, just like <laughs> we were talking last time. Well, it, it, is, it is so hot here. It, yeah. it is so hot here still and hot and humid and swampy and, and nasty. All the things in the mid-Atlantic, uh, you, you just can't stand to be outside right now. I can only imagine how people in the Midwest have been feeling with the 100-plus degree temperatures that they've been experiencing. So everybody, you know, we're going to look back on this and say, you know, maybe that wasn't quite so bad when we're all freezing our butts off here in, in, in November, December. So, you know, anyhow, welcome back to the signal 50 podcast. Everybody really appreciates you joining us. Uh, it's been, it's been quite a interesting ride the past couple of weeks, uh, with the podcast listeners. We'd like to thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we've seen a, about a 375% increase in, in downloads and listenership. So that's, and it's a steady increase week over week. So Thank, thank you. Thank you. That's all I got to do. I, that's all I can think about is just giving yes. us a round. Thank you, everyone. Thank, I can't. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'd like to, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of international listeners, a lot from Japan and a lot from Germany. I think that's a U.S. Serv and Guam. I think those are U.S. service personnel that are. It's OK. In Germany, thanks for defending us out there. You're dealing Appreciate with a lot you. out there. Appreciate you. So, hey, thanks a lot to our, our servicemen that are listening to us. I think that's I think that constitutes a good bit of our audience. But anyhow, you know, hey, listen, you can catch us on all the all the usual suspects for social media. We'll put the links in the show notes. We would encourage you to go there. And at the end of the program, if you want to check any of our sources, read any of the articles that we post, everything that we do, everything we cite will be posted in the show notes with links. So you can get to those articles and and you can get on the reading list there and, and read everything through. So anyhow, you know, not to uh, waste any time. Uh, we just need to get moving to our quick hits that we do, our quick hit segment. Uh, it's turned out to be not so quick in the past. We've got a lot of material that we want to talk about. I've uh, got three segments for you today, uh, three blocks of the show, and we want to keep it under an hour because we all have things that we have to do. And we so, appreciate your time, too. So Absolutely. No. Yep. We don't want to waste your time. We value it. So, Bravo, take it away, sir. So we're all noticing right now as mortgage rates are climbing higher and higher, uh, the buyers are now showing some restraint. They're almost being scared away, aren't they, Alpha, from the housing uh, market? And it, it actually is slowing. So there oh, was an article. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. A notice, it's a noticeable cool down. <clears throat> Definitely. It's starting to cool, but it's not crashing yet. But I, I think the crash is just coming up the horizon very, very, uh, very soon. So what, what, um, what we're looking at right now is there's an article in the show notes. Um, it's uh, through uh, um, the Epic Times, our go-to source here at the uh, Signal 50 podcast. Not a paid advertisement, but we love them. Um, they do an article, and they talk about how um, the um, outline, the, out, the outlook on, on the uh, market. First of all, there's there's not a lot of inventory. Things are still selling kind of quickly, but I want everyone to be cautious about the fact that people locked in interest rates from three months ago, which were 3%, 4%. And when you go to get a mortgage now to lock in, if you wanted to buy a house now, it's upwards of 5% and still going up. Yeah. So I think that's an indicator that we're going to start seeing some slowing. Here's something else, Alpha. In my area, in the upstate New York area, uh, we're seeing houses are still going quickly. And I, I attributed that to the interest rates that were locked in from two to three months ago. Um, but uh, it's uh, people are noticing that the prices are still high. And when they're going to look for a house now, if you start the process now, you're locking in rates at five or 6%. People are not putting offers on houses like they used to go in, in a day. You couldn't even get an offer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, in my in my area, houses were going for forty to seventy thousand dollars over asking. Yeah. So here's an example I found, uh, and I'm I'm interested in the in the real estate market. I think it's kind of cool. 
um, one, um, one new house, it's a brand new construction. The people backed out of it, right? So the, 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 uh, the, the builder has to now sell it. They've had 20 showings today, you know, from in right around the street from us. And people are not putting, it's not going, it's been on the market for two weeks now. And, and that to me is an indicator right there, alpha, that this market is, um, is heading for the cliff and it's going to go over. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think your, your builder there, I, uh, with the cost that he had to put into that, uh, into that house, I think the timing was just bad. Right. And he's going to take a bath on it. He's going to take a huge bath on that. Uh, because people aren't going to buy it at the, the price it's marked at. And it's pretty, it's significant. And when you put a 5% interest rate on it, psh, you can't make that payment every month, especially no, in this economy. No, so you everyone can't. just be, uh, have your head on a swivel. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, be real cautious about getting into any real estate arrangements right now. It's probably not a great time. So moving along, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody saw the news. Uh, candidate for governor, he's a congressperson. His na uh, name is Lee Zeldin. Uh, mm -hmm. He's from New York. Really, really good dude. Uh, I know he wasn't your chosen candidate for uh, for governor. I, I know no. you wanted to see Giuliani, but Zeldin's a good dude. I'm behind him 100%. He's got my Absolutely. vote and my support. That's, that's something that Republicans need to do and get off their high horse, you rhinos. That's right. Lee, Lee Zeldin is not a rhino. He's a, he's a true conservative. Um, he He's just a little bit different than Giuliani's kid. Yep. Uh, good dude, good dude. He was assaulted at a campaign stop. Everybody saw this. They almost killed him. <laughs> well, it was... Well, that guy could have killed him real easy. Yeah. Lee, Lee, you know, he's a combat vet. You know, he's got his head on a swivel. He put his arm out. He stopped the guy. Thankfully, uh, that mm. could have got that could have gotten that could have gotten real bad. If that guy were in his right mind and coordinated and, and a little quicker, I think Lee would have been in a lot of trouble. That was mm. a, a clear lack of awareness by his security people and the people on the scene. Once things started to go wrong, you know, they got him cleared, uh, got him cleared off the stage very, very quickly. Uh, it was like a brass knuckle type of arrangement with spikes, some kind of a uh, blades. Kind of, You're a blade. Yeah, there are little blades on there. I mean, it would if he gotten hit in the neck, it would have been it would have been really really a bad deal. Would have yeah. killed him. The guy was intent. He intended to kill him. You're done. You're done. You know what does that yeah. mean when someone's coming at you with a weapon? You're yeah. done. You know. So they they subdued the guy. So the police come. They they detain him. They arrest him. They book him. Blah blah. And be, he was released with no bail. Right. And in the article that we have in the show notes here, it goes through the tweets that the current governor, Hochul, was was calling Zeldin a radical right and be on the lookout for him and, and just very inflammatory, irresponsible things that a, a sitting governor should not be doing. And a lot of people are demanding her uh, to not only resign, which is not going to happen, but to apologize. And she comes out saying, we're going to do everything we can. Meanwhile, the bail reform, he gets let out right after he's booked. And if it wasn't for uh, the three other remaining Congress people from New York, there's only four total Republicans right now. There'll be supposedly three, but there's redistricting going on. So we'll have to get back to you on the exact number. There's not a lot of Republicans in New York. And let me just put it to you that way. Uh, this is not well. Let, let's just be clear. This is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. This is a public safety issue. No, no, yeah. But the problem is, it's becoming political, right? Yeah. Well, and, it is. We're going to talk and about that later. The state law lets this guy go on his own recognizance. Can Can anyone figure out how this guy should be let out on his own recognizance? But anyway, the three, the other three Republican uh, Congress uh, men and women decided to come out and say to um, our our general uh, attorney general and name only uh, to do something because he Zeldin is a federal uh, representative and this was an assault on a federal, uh, you know, lead, uh, federal representative. So the, uh, the feds came in and arrested him this morning. This was, uh, I got this from Lou Dobbs when I listened to his uh, podcast every day and they arrested him. So yes, New York is continuously this, and this makes me very upset and I'm sickened by the fact of the double standard, first of all, second of all, that the New York governor is again, acting like a child who needs to really to be disciplined. And I'm talking about the old days when you got spanked where, you know, anyway. well, she's, she's the accidental governor, right? She, she, she is, but she was the Lieutenant governor. She was, people say yes. she wasn't elected. Well, she kind of was cause she was on the ticket and was elected yeah. as Lieutenant governor. The problem Fair is enough. Cuomo couldn't make it right. But the biggest thing is 
this is another example of how the New York state government are acting like children. They're behaving like children. They're making laws like children would. And every single time you look around, the, the Supreme Court is knocking down these and override or overruling these laws and striking them down because they're not constitutional. So, well, these aren't serious people. That's right. Yes, exactly. They're just not serious people, and they're just wasting everybody's time. the 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 virtue signaling from the state of New York is is their measure of of achievement, and mm-hmm. it's just signaling. It it doesn't mean anything. And what they're doing, they're hurting people. Yes, they're just hurting people. So yep. you know, listen, everybody. This guy gets charged by the feds. Thankfully, yep. he did get charged. Good. And he's arrested. Now he's in custody. Thank he you. He should be. Absolutely yep. should be. No problem there. So moving along here, the Russian Ukraine. Uh, where that, that keeps plotting along. And it's definitely being prolonged alpha by the U S we're sticking our nose in something that doesn't belong. Right. Let's look, let's kind of look at the, the data points here. Like we always like to do here on the signal 50 podcast, Biden continues to, uh, dump more money into Ukraine and, and there's no accountability. He hasn't been in front of Congress to declare war. Okay, so the War Powers Act, as useless as that is, is only there for Republicans, not Democrats. The other, the other part of this is, uh, a week later, you know, the uh, the Russians were talking about allowing wheat to be distributed through the port in Odessa, right? right? And great, you know, they're they're ready to go, and they have to get minesweepers in there and Ukraine put stuff in there. But next thing you know, there's a there's a missile attack that takes out the port. You think Russia is just being mean and going back on its word? I don't think so. I, I really blame Ukraine and the United States for that alpha because that port was destroyed possibly. And this is my speculation, everyone. And I believe, you know, if the U S is interfering and putting money in where it doesn't belong, we had a, we had a cargo plane that went down that was, exploding like the 4th of July because it had munitions on board, right? It was a huge hazardous materials episode. Well, I got to be honest with you, everyone. I think this port was, bring, they, they bombed it because the, they're smuggling weapons in with their wheat shipments. And the United States is just should be ashamed of themselves, and Biden especially, for not keeping his word and staying out of this, right? Here's another well, it's, example. It's, 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 only, it's only billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars getting flushed down the toilet. That too. I mean, our money should be... We're having a problem here, everyone. Aren't we having an economic crisis here? We yes, have, it is. We have immigrants coming. Why don't you take that money and secure our border there, Biden, you moron? Well, oh, anyhow, okay. Angry. Take take a breath here. <sighs> take Thank a breath. You. Breathe. Yeah, sorry. Breathe. 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 Yes, I know. In through the nose, out through the park, nose. Park your horse first. I get it. Here. All right. So, you know, hey, listen. They're playing a dangerous game with the Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. This is an unwinnable event for the Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. It's unwinnable. They're surrounded. Uh, I'm not saying they should surrender. I'm just saying that we need to stay the hell out of it. Yes. And here's another example. So Russia turns on the gas, uh, the pipeline that was under maintenance, supposedly, you know, whatever they said. Now it's only giving 40% of the, the volume that it can normally give, which is still going to cause shortages in Europe. All, all they have to do is just turn it off and be like, yeah, sorry, it's broken. Right. So I think... You know, everyone calls Putin crazy, and he's not. And you look, he's got Russia in mind, okay? And I'm not going to go into his mind because I was never there. But let's look at this objectively, everyone, and look at the facts that are presenting us. Do you think Russia just wants to clear out whatever hazard or, or threat there was because NATO's moving in on their territory? And that if you also put into the fact, Alpha, that the United States is clearly intervening in something that shouldn't be done. And there's all kinds of corruption going on in, in Ukraine and Biden is the cause of it. And he's trying to cover his someone's trying to cover him or the United States government or whoever else has their hands in that piggy bank known as Ukraine. Just saying. Well, it's it's always been a money laundering operation for the left. Yes. And some people on the right, too. So mm-hmm. we need to be real, real careful about that. There's. There's a lot that that's gone wrong with Ukraine. I mean, you got to remember something. President Trump was impeached over the Ukraine. That's right. Okay. Phone so call. with a phone call that was that was actually was, perfect. There was nothing wrong with it, and right. he got impeached. But it's okay for Hunter Biden to do the things that he's done. And right. The big guy and ten percent, whatever. Moving along, a <laughs> little bit of a little bit of a happy story here at the end, right? So we, sure. we got into this a little bit last time on the program about a, a, a I butchered the poor guy's name, Eli Dickin. Mm-hmm. He's our 
he's our unwilling hero from uh indiana and the mall shooting that went on there yes uh you know what it, it it's turned into a circus on the left uh where they're absolutely disgusted that this guy would have the unmitigated gall to carry a gun in a in a place where it's a no gun free zone okay think about what i just said <laughs> okay we're not we're not worried about the guy who brings the guns in there intends to do harm we're more worried about the good guy who saved countless lives that's right think about that for a quick minute so everything that these people are saying it's all nonsense these aren't serious people Mm -hmm. they're not serious people they they don't they don't understand you know hey look it's you know well maybe the vaccine here was to prevent serious uh death and their argument well he didn't prevent people from dying well, by your logic, he prevented a lot more people from dying. So mm-hmm. I guess that's okay, right? Yeah. So, okay. So anyhow, uh, everybody might know that I've, I've been a shooter for uh, the majority of my life. Yes, I can attest to that. And I would sign a document saying so. It's burned. <laughs> yes. I, I, yes. Competition shooter, instructor, and I, I consider myself fairly competent. Right? You taught me how to handle weapons too when we were Fair. young, by the way. Fair enough. I, I consider myself a, a fairly competent shooter i can handle myself just fine uh, i would say I can, you're an expert marksman but that's just my naive uh, I'm, I'm fine i'm fine <laughs> I, I do okay so a lot of people on the internet uh, the the new craze is the eli drill right mm. now i want to explain to everybody what this kid really did because it's had I've, I've had an opportunity to absorb a little bit of of the circumstance there's been a little bit more detail released this kid 22 year old kid no police, no military training, civilian shooter, probably done a lot of training on his own, taken some classes, done a lot of practicing. He's young. He's He's got good hand-eye coordination. He's got all the things going for him, right? Mm-hmm. This kid managed from concealment. Now, I want everybody to envision this, and I'm a very experienced shooter, and I will tell you what this kid did is nothing short of operator-level savagery Mm. all right operator you mean like special forces like special forces yes wow eight out of ten hits at 40 yards under fire with both targets moving with him moving and the shooter moving he hit the guy eight out of ten times at 40 yards that's 120 feet wow in under 15 seconds amazing i want everybody to envision that Okay, standing on a flat range, you go from concealment, you draw your pistol, you take a deep breath, line up your sights 40 yards away, and you got to hit in the A zone eight out of 10 times in under 15 seconds. That is not as easy as anybody wants to make it out to be. Right. Number one. Number two. He's hit the guy eight out of 10 times, stop the fight. This should be a drill that people incorporate into their daily training, into their, Mm. into their training, you know, longer shots. I mean, what he did was nothing short of a miracle. He saved a lot of lives. So the new drill that all the gun people on YouTube and all the top shooters are doing, it's called the Eli. Mm. So Mr. Dickin, if you're out there and you're listening and hope you are someday hats off to you, sir, you did a great job. Um, you're that's quite something. Everybody really should be in awe of that kid's, ability to do that that, that I, i'm in awe to... i'm in awe i know i can't yeah. do it I, uh, and i've shot with you and i'm at what was i at 20 yards and i'm lucky i even hit the paper what <laughs> yeah. four times yeah yeah it's because <laughs> i'm anticipating you're telling me stop anticipating the bullet trigger pull blah yeah. blah blah. but yeah. i get it yeah I'm well not... there's there everybody seems to think that all this gun stuff is really really easy well i i have not. some i have some serious news for you uh pistol craft is not easy right no. It takes years and years and years and years of practice to be that competent. This kid's either a phenom or or Lady Luck was sitting on his shoulder. We'd like to think that's a combination of both, but uh, this kid did something that I would say that 95% of shooters in the world couldn't do. Mm. So good job, Eli. Yet again, I'm sorry you had to do that. I'm sorry you had to look at a human being through a set of gun sights. That's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever wants to do it, but I'm glad you were there. That's right. Moving along. So we have another article from, uh, this is our first block of programming. Uh, and Bravo is going to take over here for a minute. Yeah. 
So I I brought I came across this article and and they were talking about it. Steve Bannon was talking about it on the War Room. Meanwhile, you know, even after he was declared guilty, Alpha, he he said, "Yeah, we're going to appeal this. I'm moving on," and he's not stopping. So I really admire him for that. But he brought out this article and he actually talked about how this this Axios article starts talking about um, the fact that the we talked about this the last show that president Trump surrounded himself with people that didn't have the best interests of the country involved. They had their own best interests. Think about all the things that were talked about. We talked, remember we talked about Burks who is now admitting wholeheartedly the vaccine wasn't safe, nor was it effective, nor did she believe it was going to work. She believed in lockdowns and she, she really is spilling the beans. Why? I, I, I can't answer that. Um, it, it kind of gets back to this article here that if President Trump is to run and become president again, he needs to make sure that he gets rid of the deep swamp and, and, the, and the people that are around him are 100% dedicated to we the people. So what do you, what do you mean, uh, completely draining the swamp? Well, uh, there was a there was an executive order that President Trump put in place in 2020 around October or so called Schedule F. Um, and the Schedule F uh, is interesting. They bring this up in the article. They actually there are links for both of these things are in the show notes. So please check them out. But to talk about what Schedule F is real quick, um, basically, according to the um, Axios article, uh, which it was trying to be a hit piece, but it was actually more down the middle, which is kind of interesting. For Axios, huh? Yeah, from Axios, which was, you know, if you read their language, Alpha, and when you're reading the article, just keep in mind that they don't like Trump, President Trump, and they're trying to make this like, oh, my God, Dems, you better hurry up and get your act together or all we're going to be doomed. Well, they wrote it in that way, but they had to still put the facts on what it was, and it actually came out as a, a better article than they anticipated to make it a hit piece. But it... um Biden rescinded this right away uh, when he came in, um, and it was basically a way for work, you know, people that are part of the bureaucracy, unelected people who are there for years and years, to be taken out of that protection that they receive because they're part of the federal government and civil you mean, service. You mean the, the, the unfireable class. The unfireable class. Exactly. They, you, now it makes it so they can be fired. And I am hoping <laughs> that when he gets in, if he, if he does decide to run and he makes it through and everything else, you're looking at 50,000 people plus who would be given their walking papers. And uh, that's what needs to be done in my opinion. Now, the article then gets into some other details that I'll let you, the re, you know, our listeners t- take a look at. You know, I don't. It it really is trying to wake up the Dems and the leftists to you better do something about this, or we're all going to get taken out. So we need to take Trump out again. That same mantra: we got to get rid of them. We got to get rid of them. We got to get. Well, rid this of them. is everybody putting their shoulders together in 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 lockstep, and the AFL CIO and, the, and yep. the federal employees union to say that you know Trump is an existential danger to to you, to them. You know and, what? They, you know what? Though I would I would rephrase that just just what the rea- what the signal is, not the noise. The signal is, as as uh, um, Stephen Bannon says on his show, what is the real message here? The he was President Trump was uh, was undercut, undermined the entire time. Yes, by the and permanent bureaucracy. The permanent, yeah, and there it's it even goes deeper than that, Alpha. It goes to the fact that over the last fifty years, this this deep state, these bureaucracy, these people that make up the real rules that you know, and Congress abdicated their. We talked about this in the previous show. They abdicated their role by making laws and leaving it to the EPA to decide standards and the FDA to decide which drugs get passed or not. And we're seeing example after example. The EPA makes standards that are so unrealizable in the fact that they're destroying our economy. Yes, it, it doesn't make any sense. You have the FDA passing a vaccine that was not safe, nor was it effective. And we'll get into that in the, next, in the last block here. So what does that tell me? 
it tells me that the bureaucracy needs to be fired. The government, the federal government's way too big. Make it smaller. Right. And they're all worried that that they're going to lose their jobs and their way of life and their comfort level. Well, the long story short is these bureaucrats that are that have been entrenched in the in the D.C. system and all of these agencies, all these mid-level bureaucrats, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not going to go along with the agenda that was elected for, mm -hmm. you're going to go against it. And when you go against it, you you undermine the vote and, and what people want in this country. Right. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I get it. Not everybody liked Donald Trump. Not everybody likes Joe Biden. But mm -hmm. the unfortunate fact of the matter is, is when you have a permanent bureaucracy fighting your every step, yeah, you cannot get accomplished for the American people what you want to get accomplished for the American people, whether you agree with it or not, just as a basic idea. Mm -hmm. So these mid-level bureaucrats are in serious danger mm -hmm. and they're going to put, they're going to lock, they're going to go in lockstep and they're going to go against the president. Right. They're, you know, it's a pragmatic step for them to self-preservation. Mm -hmm. Who wants to give up that sweet job? They These don't really have, do anything. They don't really do anything. Right. They they haven't shown up to work for the last two and a half years. Right. So what I, you know, as we get to the end of this block, because it's not really that long, but I'd rather you, um, our listeners, read it over and let us know what you think. Give us, you know, get us on our getter. Tell her, tell her, tell me what your thoughts are. We've gotten some engagement from the previous show uh, about uh, the, the vaccines and things like that. But I want to hear what you have to think. You can get us up on Getter at Bravo Golf 592 at Alpha Sierra 288. And if you contact me, I'll make sure Alpha is included in that. I want to hear from you what your thoughts are uh, about this and after you read it. So that's kind of like, it's not necessarily a homework assignment, but we want to hear from you also because we want to know what you think. And we'll read some of those responses uh, the next show. Uh, and as we talk about the quick hits, uh, when we bring this back and see what, what has changed. Right. So basically the bottom line with this is, you know, Trump's you know quote from him is we will pass critical reforms, making every executive branch employee fireable by the president of the United States. Yay. The deep state must and will be brought to heel. Yes. That is the purpose of Schedule F and mm -hmm. this entire effort. And I'm and I'm not and I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to it. No, I, I'm not either. I live in the belly of the beast. I've seen the belly of the beast. I've dealt with the beast. And let me tell you something. These people, and, and everybody has seen it, there has to be some accountability. These exactly. people forget who they work for. Yep. They, they definitely for, forgot. And they need to understand that they work at the pleasure of the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Whether the president is a Democrat or a Republican, it doesn't right. make any difference. So, you know, you got to remember... We want to see Trump do all these things. You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. When Obama took office, he didn't have any problem firing everybody. Right. But when Trump came in, he's like, oh, they were like, oh, you can't fire them. Oh, that's just racist. You can't. And here are the people you should put into your cabinet and people yes. that are making decisions. And he was he was totally, totally latest, you know, uh, shown astray. And right now there is articles out there also that I've been reading that President Trump is closing in closing his inner circle to only a select few and that's yes. it and yes, that's sir. good i'm glad to hear i'm glad to see it he's learned president trump's learned from his mistakes also oh yeah yeah he did he made a lot of bad hr decisions and he listened to too many people that were wrong and yeah. i think the man had the best interest in the country of the country at heart he, so still we have, does. he, he, he does. does he does we'll have to see what he's going to do um right. it should be very interesting um i i personally i think there's about a 50 50 shot he'll run mm-hmm I, I think more than we'll that. Uh, maybe we'll see. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be non-committal on it. I, hard to say. Hard to say. I think there's a lot going uh, for him, and I think there's a lot going against him. I yeah, think I, I watched both his speeches this weekend. He he was at uh, he was at Turning Point, uh, the the um, college um, mm -hmm. advocacy uh, conference that was there. He was also in Arizona. I pay very close attention to what he says and how he says it. And uh, there's a lot of messages in there. There's a lot of signals. And I believe he's running. But he's not He's not announcing now because he wants to keep everyone on their toes. And it was also a message, just quickly. The message is, don't give up. Keep going. That was his message. Don't give up. We're, we're almost there. This is hard times, but we're gonna, we got to get through the midterms. 
on no, top. I, I agree. We're Americans. We've persevered through some pretty right. tough stuff in the past, and we can we can plow forward. Exactly. Anyhow, we got to move along here. We want to keep this uh, keep the show within a reasonable amount of time, and not uh, and you know can be considerate of your time out there too. So we've talked a lot on the program about you know the the issues that really are of concern. We're not going to refer to any articles, and this is kind of a more of a rant than, than no op-ed make it sound like an official thing all right it's it's op-ed. opinion all right. editorial all right all, all yours right. Sir. You well it's part. fact-based opinion all right so yes so anyhow look there, there's a couple of issues that, that, that you care about around your kitchen table number one being the economy always always money the the mm-hmm. economy whether it be the economy of the united states or the economy of your family mm-hmm. or the your personal economy what you can buy what you can buy, how far your dollar is going to go you know what your future looks like financially right that's a big big concern right now people are scared to death we went from prosperity to despair in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's a crazy slide, right? So yep. people are really down. And the second thing that people care about is safety and security. Yes. We, we've talked a lot about, you know, the level of violence in this country, the vitriol, the political environment, all, all these things. But let's let's go through. And and Democrats are, are very big on saying, oh, we need to understand the root cause they say that. That is their talking point. We have to understand the root causes. Okay, great. Uh, what are those root causes? Well, it's the guns. No, it's not the guns. It's a lot of incomplete thought, don't you think, Alfred? It, it's I mean, not. It's it's just talking points. Right. They don't they don't know what they, they're talking about. There's nothing deeper than a talking point yeah. to, uh, we have to understand root causes. Okay, great. Awesome. What great. are they? What are and? those root causes? Yeah, and... <laughs> And you never hear, well, we need to understand root causes. No, we need to pass more laws. I would, okay. say, I would say you already stated and, and answered. Now move on. What is your what's your causes? They don't have any. That's they don't a- have any. Okay, so let's go through the causes, all right? So, you know, look, everybody can look around, and it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to figure out right. that the society is on a decline, right? Yes. We, we've had a couple of tough years here. And, and I'm telling you, a lot of it happened under the Trump presidency. But what happened? contributed to the decline of society that was out of the direct and reasonable control of the federal government. Mm. Right. Okay. Crime is on the rise in this country. It's not hard to see. You see it everywhere. You can't go to DC. You can't go to New York. You can't go to LA. You can't go to any Portland, Seattle. Uh, You can't go to any major city where the Democrats rule. You can't do it. It's dangerous. Why? Okay, so we had two years of this pandemic thing where they decided in their infinite wisdom, which was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, to shut everything down, Mm -hmm. including the courts. Yes. They shut the courts down for two years. They were not prosecuting anybody. Nobody. Because of COVID, we can't take people into the jail. We're going to give you an appearance ticket if, if the police get engaged with you. So the police stopped policing. Because it wasn't worth their time. Okay. So now you've got rioting going on over George Floyd. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't want to get into that. I'm just saying we had major metropolitan cities essentially sacked. On fire. Yes. Mostly peaceful, but fiery protesting. Mm -hmm. Right. You had assaults. Over a thousand people were injured or killed in these riots. Mm Mm-hmm. They burned police precincts. They burned businesses. They looted cities. They, it, it's all over the place. Well, you have the message from the Democrats saying we need to defund and reimagine policing. All right. So we're, we're talking about root causes. What is that reimagination of policing? Just let it all go. <laughs> That's exactly what's happened. So, okay, crime on the rise, root causes, COVID, courts not functioning police stop policing because they're they're demoralized Mm -hmm. and they're finding what they're doing is not it doesn't make any difference in the grand scheme of the world what they're doing is not making a difference it's not their fault now we're going to have the top of the pile of you know the squad we're going to reimagine policing we're going to disband and dismantle and defund police departments so why the what motivation do the cops have to do anything this isn't a joke folks this has happened They've taken billions of dollars away from police budgets. NYPD, LAPD, Montgomery County Police Department, Frederick County, all over the place, D.C. Police Department, LAPD, Houston, all over the country. They pulled money out of those budgets. 
because, you know, some guy gets killed in Minneapolis. Now we have to defund the police mm. because a very small amount of people get into engagements with police and it doesn't end favorably. All right. Mm. Now. You have that as a root cause. Right. And now you have political violence on top of it. Right. And it's condoned by the left and the media. It's funny how the Democrats aren't speaking out about what happened to Lee Zeldin. It's funny how you get Schumer up there encouraging violence against Supreme Court justices mm. and nobody's saying anything. These are our political leaders. It's really not funny. Either, it's not funny at all. You've got Maxine Waters. Get out into the streets. Basically, a, yeah. yeah, cause a disturbance. Follow people. Do this, do that. Harass people. Become ungovernable. Mm. The message from the left, from the top down, has become ungovernable. Right. Okay. So let's look at that. What is Antifa? It is an ungovernable collective of people out to cause chaos, yeah. violence. All and right. it's condoned by the government. It's not discouraged. So it's tacit approval. Right. Right. Now, we have some policy choices that are further root causes. You know, you have social justice agenda DAs. We've talked about it in the past. Hmm. They're passing laws in states like Maryland, for example, where the police cannot, cannot engage anybody 12 years and under, ever. Hmm. They watch the kids shoot somebody. They can't do a damn thing to these so people. They passed a law for juvenile offenders in the state of Maryland. So let me get this straight. So you have a 12-year-old that's capable of, well, unfortunately... Anything on anybody under 16 years old, the police cannot deal with them at all. So At all. My understanding and what you just say said, they can actually do some violent thing. Parents are absent. They're not doing their jobs as parents, or the mom's working trying to keep the household Whatever. going. The father's not there. And now the police are not doing the, their job either because they were they told can't. they can't they're mandated not to touch anything okay right. so you've got a group of kids that are basically being raised with no discipline no consequence that have stayed at home for two years mm. okay they don't have the social skills so we want to talk about root causes of crime violent juvenile crime is on the rise the group of kids committing these mass shootings and violent offenses and shooting offenses are kids that have been isolated, ignored, unsupervised, uneducated for two years. These are the 21-year crowd and under, right? A lot of these kids are just really bad. The police have to go to the schools for assistance in criminal investigation of minors. Mm. And these kids are not little angels, let me tell you. And I'm not talking about black kids. I'm not talking about white kids. I'm talking about kids. They're not. No, they're, they're not. it doesn't matter. I don't they're just feral kids. Mm -hmm. And the schools are not cooperating. Okay. Right. You've got progressive district attorneys not prosecuting violent crime. The bail reforms, perfect example with Lee Zeldin here. Mm -hmm. You've got a catch and release justice system. The police don't even bother anymore. It's not worth their time to make a felony arrest. And they're not doing quality of life policing either. Mm. Their, their, their staffing levels are so low that they can't engage with community to do community level policing. Mm. They don't have the budget. They don't have the manpower. People are leaving the police force. You want to talk about root causes when you don't have police to have a presence, to be a deterrent or to engage with the community, to talk to these kids. Here's your root cause, right? So wow. keep, it keeps yeah. going. Okay. Now more from the top down as far as lawlessness. Municipalities aren't cooperating with the DHS department of Homeland security, immigration customs enforcement. They've created sanctuary cities and counties. Hmm. Is this making your community safer? No. Is this legal? How, how can they do this? I mean, we have rules and laws in this country about illegal immigration. They're just, flagrantly when the people in leadership positions flagrantly ignore the law why should you obey it why there's no there's no, no everyone turns their head and 
you know, doesn't they're into themselves or they're worried about finances or whatever the case may be. And it's it, virtue signaling and it doesn't affect them. It's virtue signaling. But it does, it, it does affect them. It, it affects everybody. That's right. But, the, but the messages from the lamestream media and from the negativity and the, uh, from the, our own government and saying we need to defund the police and everything else, then people start to, because Brilliant it's so negative, idea. turn it off. They say, I'm not dealing with this anymore. It doesn't affect me directly. I'm not going to go there. Fine. Well, that, it's been, that it's society been, breaks down. It's been camp run amok for the past two or three years. Yeah, exactly. All right. So you've got the leaders of these counties, you know, flagrantly telling the federal government and law enforcement agencies to, to ignore federal law. Hmm. Ignore it. We're just not going to do it. I can go down and I can find... If I were an ICE agent, I know where I could pick up probably 40 illegals like right now. Mm -hmm. But they just sit there all day long. It's like they know we know. We know they know. They know we know they know. Mm. Okay? And nobody's going to do anything. All right. So there's a root cause. You've got flagrant violations of federal law by our leadership. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, here's here's the big one that really gets my goat, right? Mm -hmm. What else is contributing to violence in this society? It's the legalization of drugs. Yes. You have in New York City, L.A., and some other large cities, you've got government-funded shooting galleries where addicts can go uh, for uh, safe safe places for them to shoot their heroin, smoke their meth, smoke dope, get naloxone, you know, all these things. You're paying for that. That's right. You've got jurisdictions in this country that have legalized and or decriminalized hard drugs against federal law. And that makes people basically zombies. Correct. Drug ad addicted personalities commit crime to get more drugs. That's just the way it is. So that's another root cause analysis. That's right another root cause, legalization and decriminalization of hard drugs hmm. and, and legalization of marijuana. I hate to tell you people. It's not a good thing. No, I, I've been against it ever since it came out. I refuse to even say that it's a medical reason to give it. I don't believe it. And well, one well, one yeah, exception, nausea from chemotherapy. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good. If you've got if you've got like stage three, stage four cancer and you're undergoing some horrific medical stuff, yeah. Go smoke right all ahead. the smoke all the marijuana you want because your right. life sucks. Yep. And if that's gonna make you feel better, uh, I'm all for it. That's fine. I have no problems with that. There are some reasons for it, and I'm okay with reasonable and responsible adults having access to marijuana. That's fine. The problem is, is that's not really what's happening here. Now, another really big thing is you've got Mayorkas, mm -hmm. right? He's the DHS guy. Oh, the southern border is completely secure. How much fentanyl is coming into this country? Mm. <laughs> it's it's actually it's the leading killer between uh uh youth uh between the age of uh 16 18 uh, 16 up to 48 right yeah. now that that that's what's killing people it's not covid it's nope. not it's fentanyl yeah and the chinese are in on it and so is the mexican, mexican cartels this is more lawlessness from the top because yep. the southern border is absolutely wide open. You got my orca saying, oh, the southern border is completely secure. That guy should be arrested. He should be day. arrested uh, and, and, and run out of town on a rail. Okay. Yep. You've got over 100,000 deaths in this country due to fentanyl. All right. And nobody's doing anything to stop it. This is complete and utter lawlessness. Mm -hmm. And the federal government is just letting a criminal element into this country of MS-13, other gang members, and people on the terrorist watch list coming across the border. Okay. So you want to look at all of these things that I just mentioned, and I went through mm -hmm. kind of a laundry list of what I would consider to be serious root causes of problems in this country that are driving the violence in this country. What do they all have in common? they all have in common we're not enforcing our rules true who's not enforcing our rules the government who's running the federal government? government the state government the local municipalities none of them who's in who's in charge of these uh jurisdictions where this stuff isn't being enforced whether it's on the federal level or the local level democrats correct that's irrefutable 
as much as and as much as people will call us on that side of the of the aisle will call us racist istophobic homophobic phobophobes i don't really care doesn't bother me i don't care because right now i'm watching my country being torn apart systemically by violence drug purposefully it's purposeful you know, we're watching we're watching the decay of American society and the American dream is just going away. It's it's lawlessness. And that's again, what's driving this. Yes. And again, the reason that you and I started this podcast back in September of 2020. And we said we need to do our part. Yes. And we we're going to bring these issues to run. We have to talk about it. You got to talk about it because this is the hard truth, everyone. This is the hard truth that we're facing right now. And if anyone out there thinks that the midterm elections is not important, I'm not going to say it's the, the election, the most important election. That's all hype. It's BS. No, this, this election is important. It's incredibly consequential. But the, the goal here is to hold the all levels of government that you so eloquently just described, Alpha, that is not doing their job and upholding the law, following the law, enforcing the law, all the branches of government, making laws that make sense, legislative. Right. And the, and the judicial system, just not, not interpreting the constitution, the way it well, was meant it's, to it's, be. It's not even that they're not interpreting. They're just not even doing anything. Okay. They're not, they, they throw it out of the courtroom before it gets started, or they just say, yeah, whatever, go on. You'll, you'll, you know, and they come back and people have been killed because re- repeat offenders just that happened to have been their number that was up. It's ridiculous. It's so insane. this midterm election, in my opinion, we need to vote. We need to make a commitment. This is, this is my hard truth and everything that you just told me off of. We all need to make a commitment that we are going to pay attention, that we are going to look at the qualities and the things that the pe- that people are saying and hold them accountable and vote the ones that have chosen to let this all go or enrich themselves and not put me as citizen of the United States member first. You're out. I'm not voting for you. Go away. Yeah, That's well, what needs to be done. Well, all this root cause that we just went through, yeah. right? all of these things, I mean, we've, we've talked about it a million times. This is just a big middle finger in, in the face of every law-abiding, tax-paying American. It's just a middle finger. They're not mm-hmm. hiding it. It's like, screw you, we're going to destroy this country, and we're going to let people go that you know might kill you, rape you, beat the shit out of you on the streets, and we don't care. There's no mm-hmm. consequence anymore, and it doesn't matter. Oh, you're white, who cares? You're, you're this, you're that, who cares? We're going to play the identity politics game. Enough nonsense, mm-hmm. all right? We have, we're going to pass, a, there's got to be a law against shooting, mass shootings. Well, there's about a dozen laws against mass shootings. There's even a, a part of the Ten Commandments that says, thou shall not kill. Well, they don't murder. care about religion. But the problem yeah. is, oh, you know, we have to control who gets guns. We already have laws. We need red flag laws. We already have them. Yep. Funny how you're going to enforce laws against people that are law-abiding, except the people that are breaking the laws you don't care about. You want to talk about a root cause of violent crime in this country. Mm. There's a laundry list for you people. Right. Now stop the bullshit and start enforcing the laws that are on the books, and we'd all be in better shape. Right. Close the southern border. Open the courts. Stop this nonsense of defunding the police. Do some police maybe need a little bit more training? Okay, yeah, great. Provide the training. Don't take away funding. I'm listening to the police scanner the other night. They've got a disturbance somewhere down the road. The sergeant's like, I've got nobody to send to that. Unacceptable. He says, I only have two two units in the area that are working this precinct doing house calls. I don't have people. Call sheriffs or call state police. Mm. They come back, well, their sheriff and state police response time is 25 minutes. Unbelievable. Okay. When seconds or seconds count, help is only 20 minutes away. Yeah. All right. So these are the people that you're putting your tax dollars towards that are supposed to be working on your behalf. All right, I'm getting off my soapbox now, but this is the root cause of all of the problems, Democrat and progressive 
virtue signaling crap. Yep. And I'm sorry about the language, but it's it's really enough. Enough's enough. Right. So we have another segment here, Block C. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to let you take this. I'm going to step away for two seconds, and I'll let you take it away here for a quick sure. second. So just getting it going here. So we're going to we, – we came across this uh, in OAN um, – the, the news network that I believe is the only news left uh, that tells a story. And we were, we wanted to go, they, they talk about the uh, COVID vaccine and what uh, basically uh, we're seeing more suffering and more injury from the vaccine than we actually did from COVID. So I'm going to, and it's a seven minute vid, uh, audio and there's just audio. And I wanted to play this because it's really important that we get it out there. And the show notes will have, of course, the link that you can play this if it doesn't come across or, you know, you want to hear it again. So stand by. Here's one America's Pearson Sharp. With all the madness happening to our economy and the war with Ukraine, it's easy to forget that COVID and the threat of experimental vaccines still exist. Well, they do. And our ever-present globalist elite rulers are working harder than ever at making sure each and every one of us gets all the taxpayer-funded toxic injections we can handle. Which, according to the science, isn't very much. Just one dose of the experimental gene therapy they're calling a vaccine appears to permanently disrupt your own body's ability to fight off infections. But that is likely by design. This vaccine was probably never intended to cure anything, and now it appears it was part of the World Health Organization's decade of vaccination. What's that, you ask? Well, the WHO announced it back in 2011, intending this vaccination decade to promote vaccination as the most important healthcare priority that should be included in the regular health system. Sounds a lot like what we're seeing right now, doesn't it? Especially with Big Daddy Pharma making new efforts to ban the sale of vitamins and supplements. Of course they would. Why should you be able to take healthy vitamins and nutritional supplements when you can line up and get injected with all the toxic chemicals and heavy metals you could ever want? Well, according to Dr. David Martin, who's been studying the China virus since the onset of the pandemic, that's exactly what our Bolshevik overlords are hoping for. There's extensive evidence now that these shots are nothing more than a bioweapon designed by Benito Fauci in conjunction with the Chinese Communist Party to cripple America and usher in what Geriatric Joe calls the New World Order. Hey, hold the tape. Yep. Anybody get it yet? Well, I know that you and I don't agree wholeheartedly about the new world order, but there is a small group of people that want to take over and have it their way and not the way the Constitution set forth or any of the other world governments that have their own way of doing things. That's right. And he really does uh, make a lot of sense. And it, and I want to, to just stop here for a second. Yes, there's opinion here, but he also backs up everything he's going to say going forward with facts, figures, and true documentation. I urge everyone to watch the video because right. there's some really good graphics. But right. let's continue here and yep. hear Pier- what he has. Pierce- Pearson Sharp has got a lot a uh, lot of good commentary on this. Go ahead and continue yeah. playing. Now's a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. This is part of their plan, which they've been warning us was coming for decades. And now they're putting the final touches in place for their own final solution, killing off 15% of the world's population. That's right. Our predator class in Washington are using this all but mandatory vaccine as the opening salvo in their strategy to depopulate the world. They've all talked about doing it. This is no secret. Uh, First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, 
reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. And that's Did Bill Gates, that? folks. Yeah, that was Bill Gates. And that why, again, I'll bring it up again. Why does he have anything to do with healthcare when he's a computer programmer? Just saying. Moving on. When Bill Gates wasn't hanging out with child rapist Jeffrey Epstein or going repeatedly to his underage sex island, Bill's been leading the charge with Anthony Fauci to help vaccinate as many people as possible. You heard him say it himself to reduce the world population by 10 to 15%. Now, the predator class talks about this openly. They want depopulation. They want to kill off the useless people, as they call us. And you can already see it happening. We've talked about it before. Infertility among women is up 500%, and miscarriages have shot up 300%. This is no accident. And according to the government's VAERS documentation and the Department of Health and Human Services and the CDC, that's right on track with what we're seeing. The government's own estimates show over 2 million Americans have already died from the shots and more than 130 million have suffered injuries after getting injected. Well, if we follow the World Health Organization's guidelines and Bill Gates, apparently, we can see that a 15% drop in world population would mean about 700 million people dead. Here in the U.S., that means about 75 to 100 million people will die from the vaccines. Well, we already know from the Canadian government's latest figures that the vaccinated population accounts for 92% of COVID deaths. And half of those are among people who were quadruple vaccinated. That tallies with the data from the United Kingdom showing the triple vaccinated make up a staggering 91% of all COVID deaths since the start of this year. That means just 9% of the unvaccinated are dying from COVID. And Stop I bet right it's there. a lot lower than that. Yep. 9%. This sounds What's like an it? alternative motive, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. What's that risk-benefit analysis again? Go ahead and continue playing. Yep. That. Not only that, though, but according to a report published by the UK government, again, Fully vaccinated children are 137 times more likely to die of COVID than normal, healthy, unvaccinated children. That, I have to stop there because to understand that the children, when they get COVID, get better. Yes, they do. It's There's a cold for them. That's right. Now, let's just take a look around real quick. Los Angeles, putting the mask mandate back in. New York City, putting the mask mandate back in. They were putting... Uh, the FDA rushed through the approval for Pfizer to be given to now uh, down to six months and, and older. This it's is insane. It is insane. And as a healthcare provider, I am sickened by the fact that they're pushing a treatment that is not necessary. In well, my it's opinion. not, it's not, it's not effective either. Uh, and, but it's not safe. It's not, not safe, safe or effective. And right. they haven't proven it to be either of those things. I mean, let's look at the, Okay, I think we can we can we can all conclude here. I mean, there's there's a lot more here um, to this this uh, editorial uh, that is just stunning information. We would encourage you to go listen to it. Uh, we're we're just about out of time here. Yep. Uh, we're going to probably cut it right here. But mm -hmm. this this gentleman goes on for quite a while, and he reiterates facts and figures taken from various governments around the world about the effectiveness of the vaccines, uh, about uh, the side effects, etc. It does not paint a complementary picture of the situation with the mRNA no. vaccines. Not at all. No. And on that yeah. note, you know, listen, we we can we're going to leave the link in the show notes. This guy is is all over everything that we've been saying from day one about this thing. Yeah. So anyhow, everybody, we'd like to thank you again for listening and tuning into us. You can check us out, check the show notes, grab us on social media. We'd like some engagement from you, and thank you for continuing to drive us to keep doing what we're doing through your listenership and your downloads we really appreciate it 
and have the best week you can have and keep an eye on the news. Keep your head on a swivel. We'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365 out there. If you're deployed, we really appreciate it. Our police, fire, and EMS personnel that work with us every day out on the streets. We really appreciate what you do for not a lot of pay. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. And until the next time, everyone, let us know what you think. Drop us a line. We appreciate you listening. And for Alpha, this is Bravo Golf 590 Crew, signing out. Signing off. Have a good day.